episode is a solo episode. We talk about self-directing retirement vehicles. And we talk about what that is, what are some examples of that, and why you should care. And I'll give you a unique example of, of why you should care and why this is going to be potentially helpful to you. We'll dive into what you cannot do with your self-directed accounts. And then in the future episodes, we'll dive into the, the very details of, of what you can and can't do. So if this is really helpful and what you can do, the main purpose is what you can do outside of Wall Street to grow your wealth and how some of the wealthiest people in America, this is what they're doing. So thank you and enjoy the episode. Welcome to Building Your Wealth Muscle, a podcast about building and protecting wealth for online health and fitness coaches. Each episode, we're going to break down different topics in the areas of business, finance, and tax, and how they pertain to your coaching business. Disclaimer, the topics covered in this podcast are for educational purposes only. This is not advice for your specific situation. Please consult a qualified financial or tax professional before making changes to your financial or tax situation. Now, here's your host, certified financial planner, Pat Darby. What's going on, fitness entrepreneurs? Today's another solo episode, and I'm going to dive into, basically, this will be a kickoff of a two or three episode series all about, uh, basically, anti-Wall Street, and that is going to be specifically talking about self-directing retirement accounts. I'll get into why you even should care and some of the limitations on what are there, and then we're going to dive into deeper on specific things you can buy with it and some of the rules because as you'll dive into this, you'll see it's it's got a lot of potential for you, but there are some caveats like everything. Nothing's too good to be true. There's there's rules and loopholes and whenever you're using things like that, obviously there's some, some rules and regulations you have to leap through. So let's start very high level. What is self-directing when it comes to retirement accounts? And it's basically like we know what regular directing, I guess, for lack of a better term. It's basically where in your fitness business, if you have a 401k, Wall Street's going to say, give that to us, buy stocks, bonds, mutual funds, something like that. Very vanilla. And then you are subject to their risk and reward profile. And that's great for a lot of people. I'm not I'm not putting that down. Again, I'm, I'm a financial planner. Uh, we help fitness entrepreneurs with CFO work, which is a lot of tax planning, cash flow and profit planning, or profit optimization planning. But the other side of that business is wealth management. So I do a lot in the stock market for my clients. But I'm here to tell you about this other side that it's important you know, because if you're a fitness entrepreneur, you could easily work for somebody else, get a W-2, but you're an entrepreneur for a reason. Either you like to do things on your own, or you feel you have a better mousetrap. For whatever reason, you're betting on yourself. And Wall Street will not teach you how to bet on yourself inside of these retirement vehicles. And a lot of people have negative things to say about retirement vehicles, especially in the entrepreneurial space, because of the lockups and the limitations that they are told. Now, again, you're told these limitations by the institutions that make money on you believing they need to manage your money. So let me step back again. Self-directing allows you to put inside of your retirement vehicles, whether it's your 401k, your Roth IRA, your traditional IRA, 
even your HSA, the health savings account, you're able to invest in whatever you want. There's crypto, real estate. It really does other small businesses. We're going to dive into all that, but that's the high level. It gives you the ability to make the investments that you want to make inside of these tax advantage vehicles. Because that's one of the reasons we love these. Whether you're in a really high tax bracket and you want to lower that, you could put money into retirement vehicles. If you are in a favorable tax bracket and you want to go into like Roth type vehicles, those are you don't get a tax deduction, but when it grows, you never pay tax again, especially on in retirement when you pull it out. So some people don't like the idea of retirement accounts, especially entrepreneurs, because they're like, well, I want to buy real estate. I want to invest in other companies. I want to do all these things, and I can't touch my money once it goes into my 401k. That's what this fallacy is basically myth-busting. It's saying you could do both. You could be in a tax-advantaged vehicle and buy the things that you think are good investments. So let's, let's go over how this is not just me hyping this up. Um, the, the government actually did a study on this. And I recently learned this because I, I've, let me back up. So the reason we're doing this podcast and this topic is I just got back from the self-directed IRA summit. It was held in Costa Mesa in California. I don't, I don't even know if I'm saying Costa Mesa right, but that's where it was held. And uh, it was held by the guys at Directed IRA. They're a custodian. So this is, and they're experts. They're lawyers and CPAs, or I should say tax lawyers and CPAs. So this is their wheelhouse. Because again, these are really cool strategies, but there are a lot of rules involved. So that's why typically people need a lot of their financial and tax professionals working together to, to help steer them in this direction. But here's the ultimate here's the ultimate statistic that might be helpful. The government was tracking this and looked at what how many people have mega IRAs and they define a mega IRA as an IRA worth more than five million dollars. And as of 2019, there was just about 29,000 of those in the United States. And the vast majority were owned by people that were self-directing, meaning they were taking control of the investment choices outside of Wall Street, meaning stocks and bonds. So that's why this is this should catch your attention because you're like, okay, so what are the ultra-wealthy doing? Like One of the more famous cases is Peter Thiel. If you're not familiar with him, he was, I believe, the original investor in Facebook. He put about 500 grand into Facebook as their initial investor, but he did it inside of his Roth IRA. So again, that's totally legal. You're allowed to do that. And now supposedly it's worth his investment inside of his Roth is worth somewhere around $5 billion. So that caught the attention of Congress, specifically liberal Congress, who felt that's unfair because now he doesn't pay any taxes on that $5 billion. But Regardless of your opinion on that, you have the same opportunities that he had. So let's dive into that. So again, this is, we're talking about self-directing and what you can do. Let's first start off because the, the short answer is you can do almost anything. But let me go over a few things that you cannot do. And there's only three things you cannot do. You cannot invest in collectibles. Again, any retirement vehicle cannot invest in collectibles cars, stamps, 
even some of these collectible NFTs. You cannot invest in life insurance and you cannot invest in an S Corp. So if there's a business that you're looking at, because again, you're going to hear me talk about whether it's at the end of this episode or in future ones, we say, hey, you could buy a fitness business with your 401k. If that business is an S Corp, you couldn't make that investment. They would have to, there, there'll be, there's ways to go around it. Again, this requires additional planning, but if there was an S Corp that you wanted to invest in, as it sits, you wouldn't be able to because that that's an S Corp rule. That's not an IRA rule. S Corp shareholders can't be IRAs or 401ks, anything like that. So those are the three limitations. So when you start, if you start Googling self-directing, again, you're going to hear a lot of negative publicity on it. One, because most of the people saying that are Wall Street because they don't want you taking your $100,000 when you could buy their mutual fund or buy their ETF, but instead you went and bought real estate or you went and bought crypto inside of your Roth. So you never pay tax again if, if it goes to the moon like you hope it does. So let's dive into an example because before we go that route, I'll just say this because you'll hear negative publicity from real estate as well. And here's why and we'll we'll give both sides of the argument because again, one of the things that I think is a, a value to my clients, I help them and I help you if you're if you're interested, we're essentially financial consultants because I'm pretty agnostic to what you put your money in. I have my money both in crypto and in the stock market. Again, I'm not anti-stock market. That's where a lot of my money goes because I spend my time growing my business and helping you guys. So I don't want to have a lot of active investment strategies in my assets. So I'm okay with the stock market for me personally because I'm also comfortable with it. So when the world is self-directing, you go where you're comfortable. You know where you can get an above average return with, for you, below average risk. And I'm going to give you a perfect example. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> Before I give you this example, let me finish my thought on real estate. You're going to hear a lot of naysayers in the real estate game saying, why would you buy it, real estate in your retirement vehicle? Because you're losing out on some of the main advantages of real estate, which is all the, the depreciation and tax perks. 100% fair argument, except we're not comparing real estate in your IRA versus real estate outside of your IRA. What we're comparing is if you have money in your retirement vehicles and you're good at real estate, why would you pull the money out of your retirement vehicle when you could make those investments in your retirement vehicles and outside of your retirement vehicles? Because again, in that scenario, we're presuming you're good at real estate. You know how to get a better return on your real estate than you would know how to do if you just parked your money in an ETF. Again, we're not saying it's one's better than the other. Like we understand that there's tax advantages for real estate outside of retirement vehicles, but depending on what you do in your retirement vehicles, there's no tax. So you don't need the tax perks. But again, I'm not trying to focus on what's the better tax strategy. We're saying if this is your skill set and you have money in these vehicles, don't feel like I should say this, don't feel like you have to pull the money out if you're young face all those penalties, and then make the investment. You could save all those penalties and just start doing it inside your retirement vehicle. Now, I'll give you a perfect example. A guy I met at this conference, his name was Doug. 
and he is a private pilot. And I don't know how long he's been doing it. Uh, super nice guy. We, we were talking at one of the uh, cocktail hours on Friday. And he's getting closer to retirement. And he has, an, again, he is a pilot and he works for a private company. He's in the process now because the company that he works for is selling one of their jets because they need the liquidity to buy a bigger one. So he works for this company. He knows the maintenance. He knows the operations. He's comfortable with this, like, I think it was like a $3 million jet. So he personally doesn't have that kind of money, but in his retirement account, he does. So he, at this conference, he was talking to some bankers, because again, you can borrow inside of these. This is this is like legitimate business the same way you would do outside. You can find banks that will lend. The lending is different. We're going to dive into that in the, the future episodes. You can't put your personal name on your loans like you could if you were buying a business or any other assets outside your business where the, the bank might say, we want a personal guarantee. You can't do things like that. But there's banks that specifically play in these waters. So while he was at this event, he talked to the bank. They're willing to, again, they didn't ink this deal, but I'm just telling you to give you an, uh, an example of what you should be thinking about. They're going to lend him the money. And again, I don't know what percentage he's putting down, probably around 40 or 50%. Because again, there, there are some risks involved because there's no personal guarantee. But he's going to, in theory, buy this private jet, put it into service, he will not personally be flying because that, again, there's some rules we'll talk about in the, the future episodes. But again, so you're going to hear, I, I want this example to be well heard because for me to buy a private jet, that would be insanely risky because I don't know anything. Like how, I have no idea if the, there's a maintenance bill coming up on this thing of half a million dollars. So for me to buy a jet and maybe potentially for you, that would seem insanely risky and something you would never want to do. For this gentleman, this is his area of expertise. He feels there's very little risk because he knows the history of the jet. He knows why they're selling it. And he could meet, and there's also some licensing that he said that, that it already has that would ordinarily, if you bought a brand new jet, would take like three to six months. So another investor may not know that and realize I immediately buy it and I can't start to cash flow it because I have to wait for X, Y, or Z to... Uh, to approve it. Whereas he knows all, all the things that this has, all the limitations. So for him, this is a very safe investment. Again, for him, not for me. So that's the whole point of self-directing. He can probably get a very above average return for what he considers very low risk. The same way uh, for you going into the stock market might feel very risky. For Warren Buffett, he does it in his sleep at this point because he's so knowledgeable that the risk reward is completely different. So this is why I think you should care because you're a fitness entrepreneur listening to this. You have a lot of skills and whatever those are, whether you're an expert in spotting companies of your friends that have a fitness business, maybe they need an investment, maybe they just are trying to get out of the business for whatever reason and you see an opportunity to either absorb their business flip their business or switch out the sales team to manage and whatever it is, you have skill sets that you could be transacting inside of just your personal life. You could be doing it inside of retirement vehicles. So that's why I tell the story about the airplane because 
again, if you focus on the real estate, you're going to hear real estate people come in and be like, oh, no, that, this is a crappy strategy because depreciation is lost and blah, blah, blah. But that, again, whether you care about the real estate or not, is not the point. The point is you have certain skill sets. So buying a property inside of retirement, or sorry, not property, buying a fitness business inside of your retirement vehicle for you and the years you've spent growing your own business, understanding the businesses, understanding the marketing, the sales, all these limitations, those businesses for you may be very low risk. So again, if you see a friend who's leaving the business for whatever reason, and you say, okay, in my personal life, I may not have a quarter million, but in my retirement vehicles, I do. Or maybe you have 200 and then you take a loan out for the rest of it, then now you're in business. Like you could make that acquisition. So, and then again, if you're flipping the property in X number of years, you know, there's some rules involved, but in theory, the taxation is zero because you're putting it right back into your retirement vehicle. Again, those proceeds from the from the flip don't go to you, they go to your retirement account. So the purpose of today's episode is really to just to back up and give you the why. You know, because when I say stop listening to Wall Street, it's because they're not giving you this type of advice. Like they're not telling you to follow your passions and your expertise and turn your portfolio in your retirement vehicle into these mega IRAs with for what you may be very low risk, relatively, relative, sorry, to the return. Because again, you're using your knowledge and skill sets. Whereas in the stock market, you may feel very uncomfortable for a variety of reasons. So it's not about, and again, even very simply right now, crypto. You you go to TD Ameritrade, Fidelity, and say, hey, I want to buy crypto in my 401k. They're going to say, no, you can't do that. That's not because you cannot do it. It's because they cannot do it for you. So you're going to potentially get the wrong answer that is not actually true because it's just that's their specific rule. The same way if you walk into a Honda dealership and say, I want to buy a Toyota, they're like, you can't do that here. You know, not because you can't buy one, but because they don't sell it. So that's a po- an important distinction. <coughs> Excuse me. That's an important distinction because everything that we're talking about when it comes to self-directing, that typical custodians don't do this. Um, so again, in the next episode, this, was, this one was going to be a short one. I just wanted to introduce the topic to you, get you looking at it. And now we're going to dive in over the next couple of episodes on the rules involved, whether it's real estate, buying a business. We're going to dive into it because there's there's rules like you. So I'll give you a, a brief breakdown of some of the rules. So there's prohibited transactions. That's the main thing you have to um, avoid. So there's certain people you can't do business with. Like you couldn't buy a business, like family, for instance. You couldn't buy a business from your parents using an IRA. Same thing. Like you can't be self-dealing. So using an example with real estate, if you bought a property, it's got to be 100% investment. You can't buy this property and then go vacation there yourself because now you're benefiting from it. We're going to dive into all of that. But I just want you to get like a, a preview that, yes, this opens the door to all sorts of opportunities for you to invest in. Again, fitness businesses, real estate, crypto, 
all the things that you always you're hearing your friends make a lot of money on. But if you're doing it inside of vehicles like retirement vehicles, then you could avoid taxation completely if you do it and structure it the right way. Again, at this conference, they were giving examples of guys, specifically the guys that are hitting home runs for themselves. A lot of them are real estate developers. You know, they identify a, a very undervalued property. Again, some of the some of the setups are complex. I'm not trying to simplify this and say, oh, it's, you know, when you're avoiding taxation completely, it's not easy. And you may be hiring experts like the guys at Directed IRA. And again, this is one of the reasons I'm trying to become an expert myself to help you guys as much as I can and then put you in touch with the, the lawyers that are going to have to finish things up for us. But we can do a lot of the architecture on what you're trying to do before we need you know, the experts to bind the contracts and just double check our homework. But this is what I want to get you to start thinking about. Because again, what you're doing right now in fitness, you obviously are, at least in my opinion, the people that are listening to this are looking to build a pretty substantial empire. Because I don't think that I talk about a lot of the lower level things. Like I obsess over trying to pay as little taxation in my life and my clients' lives as possible. That's really exciting for me, you know, especially because without getting too political, I don't think they use the money wisely when we give it to them. If you live in California, you probably feel even stronger about that, where I just left California. That's, again, that's where this conference was. Um, but I fill up for $5.99 driving home, and I think that was on the lower end that I could have found. But So I don't want, I don't want you to think that this is, quote, unquote, easy, because like anything else, like if... If it's really good, there's there's red tape involved. Now you can do things that are fairly simple, like buying crypto and things like that. But if you are if you're in there buying operational businesses, flipping those or building up the value, um, there's going to be a little more complexity. But you can do it. So again, I, I the main purpose of today is to expose you to the topic of self directing. And give you a deeper dive into why on a lot of my social media, which is if you're new to the podcast or you're new to, to me, my social media is Instagram at Pat Darby Biz. Because I'll talk about often things that I think Wall Street is really shitty at telling people. And this is one of them because their self-interest are not aligned with teaching you how to take your couple hundred thousand dollars that you've amassed in your 401k, move it to a self-directed vehicle, and then start buying things that in theory, again, like crypto, buying it for hundred grand and letting it go to a million. You know, again, I don't know if I'm not advising you to do that. I'm just saying you're taking assets out of their hands, putting it in your own pocket. And again, Peter Thiel and the statistic I put in the beginning where there's almost 29,000 mega IRAs, which are worth over $5 million. And the majority of those people are doing it through self-directing. And so again, to recap... The whole idea is you should not fear putting money into retirement vehicles because it's, quote, locked up. Yes, there are those restrictions, but most people are building those for the future. So the ability to do what you want to do is still there. You know, the ability to liquidate the money and just use it to spend it. Yeah, there's going to be limitations there. But for the majority of people that are specifically investing in assets that they don't intend to use for decades. Again, even with real estate, if your goal is to buy more real estate, 
let it cash flow so you can buy more, leverage it, and just keep moving, building these portfolios of real estate. Yeah, you can do all of that inside of your self-directed vehicles. Again, forget about the the compare and contrasting the depreciation versus not getting depreciation inside of these vehicles. That's again, that's not the point. It's using your skill sets inside of retirement vehicles to get a better rate of return than you think you can get in the stock market. Again, I I am not being hypocritical here. Like I am on the path of doing both because I'm very comfortable with the stock market. I may underperform what some of these active investments I'm going to start to do with my, like right now I have crypto in my self-directed account. I have a crypto Roth IRA. And again, I don't do that actively either. My main asset that I'm actively growing is this fitness business that, or fitness financial business that I'm educating you about right now. Like that's what we do. Like the financial planning, the CFO work, that's the business that I'm trying to grow uh, the most actively everything else I want as passive income or passive asset growth. But again, if I come into the opportunity to buy a business, which happened to me about six or seven months ago, I evaluated doing that inside of my Roth instead of me personally, I ended up not doing that. But but again, that's the mindset you could have in saying, instead of saying, because I have clients that have liquidated 401ks to buy certain businesses decades ago before I met them. And those businesses have done great. But what if they had done it inside of a retirement vehicle? Save the taxes, save the penalties. You have a lot more cash to work with. Again, you have to go with the rules. We're going to dive into that. But I want this to be the foundation of like, hey, what the hell does it mean when people are saying, I just stopped listening to Wall Street. I have all these things that I can do. Because you ask your regular financial advisor, can I do this? Can I do that? They're going to say no because they're going to, they want to push you into, into their vehicles. And don't get me started on Wall Street trying to push you into annuities and these life indexes and all this bullshit because there's there's limitations. And let me just let me just since I open up this can of worms, let me just dive into it for a minute. If you give your money to an annuity company or an insurance company that's pitching you on real estate. I'm sorry, excuse me, pitching you on growing the money for retirement. Didn't mean real estate, retirement. Let me just give you one tidbit of thought, I guess, for lack of a better term. They're going out and doing with your money what Wall Street does with your money. So they're going to invest it in the stock market. They're going to invest it in the bond market. They're going to do what they can to get the best possible return for themselves. But if you hear about these policies that, ha- that sound too good to be true, meaning tax-free growth, you can never get get less than a 0% return because they don't let you go negative and all that. They also cap your upside. Just think about it in in this one way because those sound great on paper, but they, those companies, they could not stay in business if they paid you more than what they are getting from the stock market themselves. So if they're not averaging... Again, I'm just using round numbers. If they're not averaging even with losses 10%, how could they ever pay you 11? Like what kind of business model would that be? That's like saying to your clients that are helping, like that are paying you to help them lose weight and get healthier, that you could constantly give them more money than you're taking in. That's a terrible example because obviously your your result is tied to their weight loss. 
But I just want you to get that idea in your head is that if they're telling you that you're going to get 10% returns and you can never get a negative return and the stock market averages 12, let's say they say to you, just think about that logically. If you could outperform the market, they would go out of business. They have to pay you less than they make. Otherwise, their business model wouldn't work. So that's why I don't like those strategies because you are capped. You like think about it, you are like they when the market does 20%, what are they paying you? Maybe 10, I don't know. Like these are all going to be different based on what you are pitched. But that's one of the reasons I don't like it because you're not really getting the upside. Yeah, you're they're capping your downside, but typically for a very expensive cost. So I hate all of those products. And if you have been pitched one and you want to talk about it with me, I'm happy to do it, honestly, because those those are predatory. And the people who are selling those, I actually have nothing against them because the vast majority that I've run into that sell those, unfortunately, they just don't know. Like in the beginning of my career, I was in the broker-dealer space. I worked for people that were incredibly unscrupulous. And as soon as I found out, I was out the door. But it sometimes it was hard to tell in the beginning. So I see people do it. I see it happening to my colleagues that, again, are financial planners, that they really know the holistic side of this business. And more often than not, the people that are pitching those, they're just listening to their sales team or their sales supervisors, and they don't realize that they're selling people crap. So that's a little off topic, but you know, you're going to hear about those sorts of things that are that might be sort of disguised as self-directing, but really you're under the umbrella of an insurance company, annuity company, uh, or some Wall Street product. That again, I want to give you cautionary tales because it, you, it's impossible for them to pay you more than they're making on it because that business model wouldn't work. I guess, like in comparing it to your business, I'll try again with a better example. It'd be like if you consistently paid all of your employees more than the profit of the business. You know, I get that you might take home very little yourself while you're growing, but that's not a business model that's sustainable. You have to have a profit margin. Every business has to have a profit margin. You know, again, you can. You can only go so long. Like obviously, a lot of venture capital bids like Silicon Valley, they, they'll ride that razor's edge for a while until they can get enough revenue or whatnot. But as a general rule, without profit, how long do you stay in business? So that's something to think about because a lot of those products are going to sound too good to be true. But honestly, like DM me, again, it's at Pat Darby Biz. If you have a product that like you've been pitched and you just want a second opinion, again, I don't care. You know, You don't have to hire me to give you my advice on something like that. Honestly, because I've seen enough of that in this industry where it's just shitty. Like when I was, before I went into finance, I was 22 and I guess I bought my first whole life policy that I no longer had because I had to surrender it because it was just a waste of money. It was doing nothing for me at the time. So hope this is helpful. I didn't mean to go on a little tangent about how Wall Street can completely suck, but that was the general theme here, like why you should take control, buy the assets that you are most knowledgeable in and how you can do it inside of tax advantage vehicles. Again, this is one of the reasons I think it's so valuable to work with a financial advisor, financial planner, financial consultant, what do you want to call them that isn't tied to the investment strategy because they can be agnostic to what you do with your profits. So hope this is helpful. And again, over the next couple episodes, I don't know if it'll be two or three, we'll dive into specifically a specific type of investment you can do and the procedures. 
and the pitfalls. So stay tuned for the next episode. And as always, um, reach out to me if you have questions. Right now, we're running two programs that I think will be helpful. The first is anyone who filed their taxes late. If, they miss, if you missed the deadline, my team has put together some special programming to get you caught up. So DM me about that if you're interested in getting your taxes filed for 2021 still if you missed the deadline. Uh, or And two, we're running one that is very similar. We're getting you organized. We call it the Beast Mode Money Bootcamp. Just getting you completely organized in your business, whether that's getting you set up with the, the business bank accounts, teaching you how the money should flow from the revenue into your profit, into your tax savings vehicle, getting you on QuickBooks, getting you on payroll, getting your business set up as an S-Corp if needed, doing everything you need to be efficient with the cash flow of your business so that at the end of the day, there, the account is spitting out the profit somewhere. And then you can start doing all these fun things, meaning buying assets. And we can all figure out later where you buy those assets. We don't have to even be involved in that part, but helping you get organized. That's what the boot camp does so that all the profit pops out in one account and then you can get to work building your wealth. So as always, thank you guys for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us this week on Building Your Wealth Muscle. Make sure you visit our website, darbyba.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. While you're at it, if you found value, we'd appreciate a ratings on iTunes or simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us as well. For more information on the topics covered, you can follow Pat on Instagram at patdarbybiz. The download from this episode is available in the show notes. And if you want help building your wealth specifically, Pat Darby is currently taking private clients. The link to book a call is also in the show notes. Thank you again for listening and have a great day.